0: Gratitude is an action word. I'm grateful today. So you know, I've got to show my gratitude today. And the way that I try to do that as much as I can is to do what I say I'm going to do.
1: Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice. I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor and that's Patch of Land. Uh, They are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, Once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower um you're going to be funded by them and then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform so you don't have to worry about all that they'll take care of the the money and the funding for you you just have to worry about making sure your projects projects a success Uh, they've got something really cool for you so um if you are just learning about crowdfunding Uh, they've come up with a guide it's called the top 10 crowdfunding questions guide and they're all the the questions that you might be asking yourself and they're all the answers, they don't leave you hanging they got answers too, all the answers to those those 10 crowdfunding questions so you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? I'm Joe Fairless and welcome to another episode of the best real estate investing advice ever show. And we're gonna do another skill set Sunday and today we've got a special, very special guest who probably is most familiar with the show than more familiar with the show than anybody else. It's Kyle Wilkerson, and he is our best ever intern. I've been working with Kyle for, how long has it been, Kyle? About five months? Four months? No, it's been longer than that, man. Close to a year <laughs> now, I think. Oh my God, a year? Close wow. To a year now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, time flies, right? When you're having fun. <laughs> That's right. With Skill Set Sunday, Recently, as all of you know, we've updated a little bit to incorporate conversations with just remarkable individuals and the skill set that they can teach us that we can then apply to real estate investing. And with Kyle, he has an incredible story. Kyle is a person living a long-term recovery from drugs and alcohol addiction and has used his experience to not only better his life, but then others around him. And he's going to talk about his story through that recovery, you know where he was and where he is at now, and we're going to talk about how that relates to the psychology behind real estate, in particular, uh, whenever we come across issues, whether it's a, a deal gone wrong or a deal that uh, didn't happen that we wanted to happen or something that uh, we ultimately will you know, come across, inevitably will come across with real estate investing. So Kyle, with that being said, oh, you know what? I forgot to mention the interesting fact about you too. And <laughs> that is, and he would be upset with me if I didn't mention this because he is a fanatic. <laughs> Fish fan, and that is the band Fish. He's seen Fish over 30 times in concert. In my phone, I actually have his name as Kyle Fish (laughs) Wilkerson. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I've actually got that (laughs) programmed with my phone. I love it. Yeah, I knew you would love it. So Kyle, before we get going, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about who you are and your background, and then we'll get into your story and the specific skill set of resiliency that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And thanks for having me on the show. I was uh, born and raised in a town just north of Atlanta called Alpharetta. Born and raised here, grew up going to school here, playing the Little League Baseball, you know, typical suburban kid stuff. Two awesome parents. And throughout my teenage years, got involved with some stuff I shouldn't have gotten involved in. And that landed me in a little town called Lubbock, Texas, going to Texas Tech University. And my time out in Lubbock really gave me the opportunity to clean my act up and to better myself and to uh, use my experience to not only better what I'm doing now, but help others. And through that process, it's given me some incredible opportunities, given me some incredible insight about myself, how my mind works, which I could never seem to figure out in the past. And today I've transferred back to Kennesaw State University here. I'm going to be a senior in college, which is shocking to me because I never thought I would go to college. And um, I am also a golf professional. So I Teach people how to play golf, which is also incredible to me because I never thought I'd be able to hold down a steady job. So that's that's a little bit about my background. That's kind of what I'm doing with myself. And
1: yeah. Hey, all right. So let's let's talk about kind of how you got to uh, Lubbock and Texas Tech in particular, and your experiences um, that that led you up to that point. That way, it gives good context for everyone as far as, you know, the resiliency aspect that we're going to talk about. Um, And by the way, before we get into that, at the end of the episode, when we look back on our conversation, what will the best ever listeners be able to take away from it and apply to their life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what what you'll all be able to take away from this is how to get up, dust yourself off and keep going. No matter how much crap gets thrown at you, and no matter how much you think you just can't get up, there is absolutely a way to get up and you need to find a different path because the, the solution isn't always going to be on the same path you've been trying to go. So it's we're we're going to relate that back to real estate a little bit, and actually a lot bit, and uh, kind of learn how to come back from a bad deal or, or if there's a deal you really wanted to happen and you were really excited about and didn't end up happening how to get your mindset back to where it should be
1: so let's talk about your story get you said we'll be able to figure out how to get up dust ourself off and keep on going can you get into specifics of where you were at before whenever you were kind of in the challenging spot
0: absolutely so i'll kind of start from the beginning here as I said, I'm a, I'm a person living in long-term recovery from drugs and alcoholism, or from drug addiction and alcoholism, and, and what that means is I haven't taken a drink or I haven't taken a drug since May the 2nd of 2012. And a lot of people look at me and say, well, you're so young, you know, there's no way that you could have a problem with this stuff. There's no way that anything you know, terrible could have happened to you. So I'll just kind of share a little bit about my story. What happened was um, I started drinking and I started getting high in my freshman year of high school and all throughout growing up I never really felt like I fit in never really felt like a part of and always just kind of felt like an outcast even though on the on the outside I had all these great things going for me you know I was a good athlete I had a good family you know I went to church I did all these things that that would make you think that I had everything going but I just never internally felt right so I found drugs and alcohol and good Lord, did that make me feel like I fit in. That made me feel like I could talk to anybody. That made me feel like I was a part of. That made me feel like I didn't have this crippling anxiety all the time anymore. So I thought I had found my solution. Um, I thought, well, this makes me not have to live in my own head anymore. So I'm just going to do this all the time. Because what I had learned from that first time that I got drunk and (laughs) the first time that I got drunk, my buddy and I swiped a bottle of rum off of my parents and played rum pong. And I didn't know that rum was really pretty strong. So we filled solo cups up halfway with rum and about six cups in, I was blacked out and any normal person would be like, okay, you know, I I'm blacked out. I should probably stop. But I was like, Oh man, this is exactly what I've been looking for. So that kind of continued on that path for a little bit. You know, I was just smoking a little pot and drinking occasionally, and kind of continued doing that and Then I started getting into harder drugs. I started going to see the band fish a lot more and started taking a lot of a lot of hallucinogens and a lot of harder drugs to quote unquote enhance the experience or that 's what I thought at the time. So I started getting into these harder things and I started a lot of Asking myself a lot of questions about who I am and where I am and why i 'm here, and as this journey progressed of me starting out playing rum pong, then smoking a little pot and then taking a bunch of acid and then taking a bunch of ecstasy, and then starting to get into prescription pills, I could see the progression of my drug and alcohol use, but i couldn 't seem to stop it so i, I, I you know it 's a year timeline of me taking a drink. And then a year later, I'm trying to find some hydrocodone. So I get in trouble one day, I'm at school and I have some drugs on me. I'm sitting there and the resource officer comes in and says, Kyle, we need to see you. And I was incredibly high at the time and said, okay, found some drugs on me. I got charged with two felonies as a 16 year old kid kicked out of the school. And I essentially thought my life was over.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So I go up to a school in North Georgia. It's a military academy for kids just like myself who either are troublemakers or drug addicts or whatever. It's just a school full of misfits who couldn't seem to get it right in a normal setting. So I go up to that school, and this is where I really, really learn how to be much more sneaky, how to be much more manipulative of people. Because at this point, it wasn't so much about the drugs and alcohol, even though I was doing it every single day. It was more so about— Still?
1: At the at that academy?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So— I um you know I said I'm a golf professional I've played golf my entire life that's always been my thing I joined the golf team at this military school and I knew somebody in this town up in North Georgia so he would meet me at the golf course every day and bring me certain substances you know enough for me to get by and then enough for me to sell so I could afford it What did he bring It was the legal marijuana the spice And then uh, a lot of triple Cs, which is core seed and cough and cold. And they they have a a chemical called dextromethorphan in them, which gets you really messed up. So I started taking a bunch of those triple Cs. I started smoking a lot of the spice. And what I learned about that, that spice stuff is people overdose and die on that. It's not just like smoking some pot. It's not, you know, 1970s, dazed and confused. Let's just sit back and relax and smoke a joint. it seemed every single night somebody would overdose and I'd see an ambulance out in the quad hauling some new guy off. However, I kept doing it. That either didn't scare me or it scared me. And I just had given up caring because at this point, my mental state was so low and I couldn't seem to wake up in the morning without being bummed that I woke up
1: were they overdosing on the stuff that you were sending or providing?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. And luckily it never got traced back to
0: me and I'm not exactly sure how it never got traced back to me, but for the grace of God, it never did. So I continue on this road at this military school for a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm trying to sneak in booze when I can. I'm taking a lot of the cough medicine. I'm smoking a lot of spice. I'm still trying to find some prescription pills when I can. You know, literally anything. If you said, <laughs> I remember one time somebody told me that a Zyrtec, which is an allergy pill, a Zyrtec.
1: Is that the Z-Pak?
0: No, 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 no. Z-Pak is an antibiotic. A Zyrtec oh. is just an over-the-counter allergy pill. He told me that um, if I crushed up a Zyrtec and snorted it, it would get me messed up. And I knew he was wrong, but I said, okay. Because I wanted an escape for myself, I wanted to do anything that would get me out of my own head. So I crushed up a Zyrtec and snorted it, and lo and behold, it didn't do anything to me. But that just shows the desperation of kind of where I was at at this point that I would that I would try to snort a Zyrtec. So I kind of I continue at this military school. I finish out the semester there. I go and, you know, I'm obviously not enjoying my time up there. You know, I have a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps watching over me 24 hours a day. You know, I have army officers watching over me 24 hours a day. I have the the president of the school is a colonel in the Marine Corps who served in Vietnam. Um, And these are some scary, scary guys. And for a little white kid from the suburbs, that's not exactly who I want to be interacting with. Um, And they were hardcore and they were all about their business and they didn't mess around at all. So I wanted to get out of this place as soon as I could. So if I go back, and my and during this time, my manipulation skills had, had gotten very, very high, and I'd learned how to, how to manipulate people to the best of my ability. So I go back to my old public high school, and I say, listen, you know, this is going on. I really think the best fit for me would be to come back here. They say, okay, you can come back, but you just can't get hired drunk anymore. So I say, oh, okay then, and say, yeah, that's kind of a joke, but I'll agree to this plan for now. I get back, and, of course, I start getting high and drunk again. Um, I start doing the exact same stuff I was doing. It didn't take more than a a week of me being back there, I don't think, to start this, this treacherous alcoholic journey that I had. So September of my senior year of high school, and I got sent to this uh, this military school in my junior year. So I finished the last second semester of my junior year at this mi- military school and then go back to the public high school for my senior year. I go back to this high school, start getting high and drunk again. And my parents have just about had enough with me at this point. So it was either you go get some treatment or you can't live here anymore. So I, I oblige and I go get some treatment and um i stay clean and sober for about 6 months and i hear about this program for students who are clean and sober out at Texas Tech University. And essentially, what it is, it's a, it's a program who supports students who don't want to get drunk and who don't want to get high in high school and have kind of had, the, or in high school and college, sorry, and have kind of had the same story that I've had. And they just want a safe place to meet people and a good place to go study that's not going to be full of Adderall. And they don't want to go to frat parties every weekend. And they just want to, you know, live a clean and sober college life so I hear about this program and I say that actually sounds pretty cool and I, I apply and I, and I get accepted and all this stuff but throughout my or during the time that I was uh, applying and getting accepted I had had a relapse so I started drinking and I started getting high again and the, the root of that relapse was so simple I wasn't doing what I needed to do to take care of myself. I was so focused on others, and I was so focused on what you thought of me. And it was negative thoughts about others, obviously. I was so focused on what you thought of me, and I was so terrified of what if I walked into this place and you know this ang- this type of anxiety hit me, or um, what if I just don't want to get out of bed, or what if I just I just don't want to live anymore? Well, I, I really can't stress enough the, the height of my depression and anxiety at this point. So I have this relapse and I, you know, I say, I'm just going to smoke pot once. That's it. I just say one time I'll smoke some pot and that'll be the end of it. The progression of my drugs and alcohol had been progressing in my body the time that I was sober. So imagine that I had been getting high and been getting drunk for that six months, seven months that I was sober. And that's where my drug and alcohol use was. So I smoked some pot one night and then the next day, Noon on a Monday, I'm sitting on my toilet drinking Jack Daniels by myself, and I get a call from an 806 area code number, which is Lubbock, Texas. And it's the sweetest woman in the world who who picks up the, or who answers the phone. Um, you know, I'm kind of slurring my speech and stumbling and all that jazz. And She says, hey, Kyle, this is out at the, the center at Texas Tech University. I just wanted to call and let you know that we've accepted you for the fall term and we're going to be awarding you a scholarship as well. And she was, she was really excited. She seemed to be excited that I was going to be out there. Um, and I was obviously drunk on the other line, but one of the requirements to be a member of this place was you got to be sober. So I said, okay, well, that's great. And, you know, kind of ran with it. So I continued to get drunk for about a year or sorry, for about a week
1: probably seemed like a year.
0: <laughs> it certainly felt like a year because that's that's what it was. It was just a week-long blackout essentially. It was me just trying to ingest as much chemicals as I could.
1: Was this noticeable to people around you?
0: Absolutely. Oh my god, if if you saw me 6 months that I was sober and then you saw me 2 days that I was drinking, you know, I had black circles under my eyes. I I just looked disgusting. I smelled. I didn't shower. I didn't brush my teeth. I just I looked, I just looked like I belonged on Skid Row or something. So yeah, oh, they knew. They absolutely knew. So at this point, I, I had stayed sober for six months. I have a relapse. I get accepted. Um, and then my drug and alcohol addiction progressed from smoking pot one night to the next day being drunk at noon on my toilet by myself, which is a very depressing thought. And I can look back and see myself just sitting there. And it's just, it's just just disgusting to me. So I have this relapse. I end up going out to Lubbock, Texas to go to another treatment. And this treatment is a inpatient treatment. I'm there for almost 50 days, I believe. I'm there for almost 50 days and they share with me the, the solution to my problem, which for me the solution to my problem was the 12 steps. You know, I'm an active member of a 12 step fellowship and that being the solution to my problem, absolutely saved my life. I got very involved with other people. I stuck with the winners. I learned how to deal with my problems and in a healthy way. Um, I learned that I am not the piece of crap like I think I am. I I learned how to deal with depression and anxiety without drugs and alcohol so i've been um i've been clean and sober ever since that date that was may the 2nd of 2012 and i've been clean and sober ever since that date you know i'm coming up here on what is that that's 24 38 months of sobriety here
1: wow congratulations
0: Thank you. And the, the miracles that have happened in that 38 months are absolutely incredible. Uh, I've been able to fulfill a lot of dreams. Um, and the most <laughs> one of the most important parts of this is I can still go see the band Fish because they have a sober following as well. And if you know anything about the band Fish, it's, you probably know just a bunch of hippies wearing tie-dye and dancing to the music, but they have a sober following. So I still go get to see them, which
1: is huge. What do you mean they have a sober following?
0: They have, obviously, the, the fishing is full of drugs and alcohol, so there are a lot of people like myself who had a little bit too much and decided to clean up their act, but still want to be able to go to shows and have some traction in, in, a, uh, in a slippery environment. So we have, uh, we have meetings at set break at every single show, and we also uh, we just support you if you're at a show and you want to get high or something come find someone with a yellow sticker cuz we're sober and we're clean and we're having a good time
1: ah that's cool
0: yeah it's it's very exciting there you know there's there's a lot of us out there who like this this drug band music um but just don't like the drugs anymore <laughs> so yeah just back to the to the miracles of this that the, that I'm sitting here that I'm holding a cell phone in my hand that I have a place to live today, that I have money in my bank account, that I have people who actually want to talk to me today. And the most important part is that I'm not drunk or high tonight is an absolute miracle because my natural state is drunk. My natural state is high. And, you know, it's a, it's a daily battle. Battle isn't the right word anymore. It's a, it's a daily blessing. when when I wake up clean and sober. And, you know, I'm going to continue to do this for a day at a time and continue to be grateful for these
1: blessings. First off, thank you so much for being candid and and sharing your story because it is something that everybody can learn from. And there are a lot of lessons here. And I want to talk about some of them. One of them, it seems like the 12th step was you said it was the solution and tying back to when anybody deals with anything there's might be a path that has already been well worn from someone who's been there and done that and has seen you know seen the light at the end of the tunnel would you say kind of modeling after others or in this case having a program that is participatory would be something that was the turning point for you and that you'd recommend?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it got a lot deeper than that as well. So what I kind of did is um, I learned to stick with the winners. I learned to stick with the people who had done this deal before. I learned to stick with the people who, who, when they spoke and when they shared their story, it was essentially my story. Because not only you know we, we may have done different substances or drank at different times of the day, but we felt the exact same way. So I learned to stick with those people who felt the same way as me and acted the same way as me, but had overcome this. I learned to get involved with something that's bigger than myself. A 12-step fellowship is much bigger than myself. And it lets me know that, A, I'm not alone anymore. And that, B, I can do this because I can see other people doing it. So, so I got very, very heavily involved with this. And, you know, the, the path, the, the well-worn path, you know, I had tried. And I can't tell you how many times when I was drinking getting high, I said, you know what? Today I am stopping. Today is the last day I take a drink. This is the last hit of dope I'm doing. This is the last shot that I'm going to take. But it, it was just empty promises to myself because I couldn't stop no matter how much I wanted to. So I saw these other people that spoke that same story, and they stopped. And I stuck with them. And they had this new way of life for me because the way of life that I knew it was depressing and it was miserable and it was full of drugs and alcohol and despair and guilt and shame and loneliness and fear and all these things. And they granted me this new way of life of full of love and happiness and, and joy and just incredible gifts of, of life that sometimes normal people take for granted. Um, And in normal people, when I say that, I mean, people who don't suffer from drug and alcohol addiction and suffer from isn't even the right word anymore. People who don't aren't graced with because this new way of life I've been graced with is incredible. But I stuck with the winners and I I just had to have faith that they knew what they were talking about when they told me what to do, because I was at the end of my rope. I wanted to die and this was really my last choice. This was my last option. I didn't have any other options. I was, I'd was i been homeless when I was 17 years old, and I didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't have money for food. You know, it, life was just really, really depressing and really tough, but I saw joy in these other people, so I followed them because I wanted that joy.
1: I know you're a senior in high sc- or excuse me, college. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a senior in high school and we were having this conversation, then... That'd be scary. Yeah, we'd be having a very different conversation. Absolutely. I know you're a senior in college, but how do you plan on applying these lessons, particularly to stick with the winners and secondly, get involved with something bigger in yourself and your professional life?
0: Sure, absolutely. So sticking with the winners in My professional life is going to be something that it's very easy, I believe, to spot the winners. The difficult part is getting in with them. Because you can, you can look from a mile away. If you look at, if you walk down the streets in New York city, actually, no, you can't, they all look the same in New York city, but you, if you get a sea of businessmen and you watch them work, you can spot who's winning and you can spot who's falling behind. So it's easy to pick them out. What I think is to to get in with them and to, to be able to learn from them. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of gratitude and a lot of humility have to do with that. So you know, what I've kind of learned is gratitude is an action word. I'm grateful today. So, you know, I've got to show my gratitude today. And the way that I try to do that as much as I can is to do what I say I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm sometimes pretty bad at it. However, you know, when I do that, I feel pretty good about it. And I have to be humble and know that I don't know everything. Know that these people, they're going to show me the way. They're going to, you know, these people have clearly done something that I want to do. So I'd be a fool to try to do it on my own. So a lot of gratitude, a lot of humility is how I plan to apply it in um, in my life, uh, in my professional career. And then getting in, uh, you know, I can't even remember the second question.
1: How are you applying the gratitude and humility right now with what you're doing professionally? Because you're doing a lot of different stuff too.
0: Sure, sure. So, um Applying it is, like I said, gratitude is an action word. Um, So I've got to do what what I say I'm going to do. And I have to continue to be open to learn. Because, you know, I'm also a golf professional. and I'm relatively new at teaching. So I have to continue to be open to different processes of teaching people. I mean, I have to continue to be open to different processes of you know, working on the best ever show. And I have to continue to learn from you, Joe. And I have to continue to learn from professionals who have taught for far longer than I have. And I have to continue to be open to to learn all these things. Because if I somehow get a really big head and say, you know what, I think I've got this now, not only will it ruin my professional life, but it will also ruin my recovery. Because I have to know that in my recovery, I don't have this every day. I have to, you know, put daily action into it. I, you know, I have to put daily action into not getting high, not getting drunk today. As I have to put daily action into my professional work today. I have to put daily action into, you know, ensuring that this podcast is as good as it can be. And I got to put daily action into ensuring that, you know, that my clients' their golf swing is is getting it's on the right path. You know, and sometimes that's a difficult process because sometimes we have to break down barriers of what people know and go with something that's very uncomfortable. You know, for example, working with clients, teaching them lessons who have been playing for years but can't seem to hit the ball straight or can't seem to stop a shank. We've got to break down their swing to the bare minimum. And we've got to, you know, we've got to start at the bottom. And we've got to get the basics down before we can do anything else. And that's an incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly humiliating process for them sometimes because they think they know what needs to be fixed in their swing. Then I'll say, well, you know what? Actually, you see this here? That's the first thing that needs to be worked on. And it can be very physically uncomfortable for them. It can emotionally and mentally uncomfortable. But if they have faith that I know what I'm talking about, just like I had faith that people knew what they were talking about when I was, you know, fresh out of treatment. If they got faith that I know what I'm talking about, then they're going to be all right. And it's the same in, in my professional career. I have to have faith that people who've done the deal know what they're talking about.
1: Kyle, this has been tremendous and it truly has been a, a story of resiliency. And talking about you know the sticking with the winners part where you not only identify them, but you uh, approach them with the gratitude and humility. And I love that you said gratitude is an action word yeah, you're the one who's responsible for identifying the quote for uh, for each episode. <laughs> and I think you should select this quote as the one, the best ever quote that everyone tweets out. Gratitude is an action word. Love it. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think that's so true. And getting involved with something bigger than yourself. So just to, to take a couple steps back, as real estate investors, I think it's pretty clear how... We will come across challenges, but it's likely not going to make us homeless, at least at the age of 17. (laughs) And we likely won't be at the same level of problems as as it would be if we were addicted to drugs and alcohol. Now, it was brought on by yourself. I would, would you agree with that, Kyle? 100%, yes. Yeah, so it was brought on by yourself, but regardless of who brings it on, it's still an issue. And it's an example of how to overcome a very major issue regardless of how it was entered into our lives. So I, I think the the two aspects that I that I'm taking away from this is one sticking with the winners. So finding something that makes sense to you and finding people that, that are successfully doing what we want to do and then having faith in them. And then two, getting involved with something bigger than yourself. The example is the fish concerts. One of well, one of the many examples is fish concerts where you have that yellow sticker that I didn't know about and you attend those concerts. Cause I think that's really I think that would be quite frankly the litmus test of if you if if someone bad you know who was used to going to these concerts smoking and, and drinking and popping pills can now go to the concerts and not experience that and be a uh, positive force for others who are in the sa- similar situation. I think that's pretty amazing. And that to me would be the, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly fine now with where I'm at, even though, as you said, it's a, it's a daily blessing to, uh, you know, to, to be, you know, where you're at and, and continuing to kind of overcome things. And the second thing is go with things that are, make you very uncomfortable and clearly having this conversation Initially, I know you've talked to, to a co- people about this before. You've spoken to high schools and middle schools, but regardless of how many times you had this conversation, it still has to be a little uncomfortable talking about your past. And just to close the loop on one of the things you mentioned, you said there were two felonies when you were in high school. Those got, they got wiped off the record, right?
0: Correct. Those got expunged when I turned 18. Thank God.
1: Okay, yeah. Just to kind of close the loop on that, because I'm I'm sure a couple best ever listeners are wondering about that too. Well, Kyle, thank you for participating on Skillset Sunday, and you know your integral part of the show. Um, for everybody at home, he's the one who writes the show notes. Kyle actually creates the title for every episode. He does a lot of the guest coordination as well. Uh, so basically, uh, most guests that are on the show interact with Kyle and they just rave about his professionalism and how well he's on top of things and they just have so many good things to say about him and I actually got introduced to Kyle through a mutual friend of ours who is a federal defense attorney in Fort Worth, Texas and um, you know, he introduced us, said, told me about Kyle his story, a little bit about Kyle's story not everything though and uh, we met up in New York City I guess about a year ago and then Uh, I was so impressed with him and um, invited him to be an intern because he had an interest in real estate. And now a year later, here's where we're at and um, we're rocking and rolling. So thanks again, Kyle, for being on the show and sharing your story. Great. Thanks, Joe. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's p-a-t-c-h-o-f-l-a-n-d.com forward slash best ever.